0: Welcome to Dial It In, a podcast where we talk with interesting people about the process improvements and tricks they use to grow their businesses. I'm Dave Meyer, president of BusyWeb, and every week Trig Olsen and I are bringing you interviews on how the best in their fields are dialing it in for their organizations.
1: Dave, do you remember that really great song called uh, I Do Anything for Love, But
0: I Won't Do That? I remember. And uh, it was Meatloaf, if I remember correctly. Yeah, talking, it was correct?
1: Meatloaf. So first of all, it's terrible because now these songs that I like that were on my iPod back when I had an iPod now are on the oldie station. Number two is, I've been listening to these songs with my, my, my eight-year-old, and, he listened to, and I listened to that song in the car, and he uh, said, boy, that guy doesn't really want to do anything. Which kind of got me thinking of all the things that I don't really want to do. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really want to fold my laundry. I don't. Uh, I, I don't really. Uh, you know the the famous joke about you, Dave, is uh, is Dave doesn't do details. But uh, one of the things that we talk about at BusyWeb all the time is we don't do video, and that's something that more and more people are asking all the time. So in that respect, I thought. Maybe we should talk about why we don't do video. We don't do video because it's hard and it needs an expert to do it. So we, our guest today is an expert in the uh, field of videography. It's our good friend Todd Vaskey from Agile Video. Hey, Todd.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here.
1: Welcome. That was normally something where I actually let Dave talk, but I just kind of went off on my own there.
0: (laughs) It's all good. It's all good. I can
2: eat my son and Todd. I I will say this, I was not expecting any meatloaf references today. So (laughs) you just made, I think this this podcast is already worth it. Any day
1: day without a meatloaf reference is a day wasted in my book. So Todd, tell us about Agile Video and tell us about you. We know you as a longtime friend of the show, but for those who are listening, tell us about Agile.
2: Sure. You know, Agile Video um, evolved after 20 some years of me being in the industry. And I-, I will freely admit, I used 20 years to do research on how to create my own company. And so I've worked at various production companies throughout uh, the country, including working for Food Network. So kind of been able to jump around and do a lot of different things. And as I was doing that, I was making notes. I'm like, okay, that's something I should remember and how to do if I start my own company. And that's something that I ooh make sure take a note. Don't do that, and because you know that that has consequences. And so, after about twenty years of working for other people, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to give this give this video production company thing a shot on my own. And so, I took that leap of faith in uh, 2019. You know, sure enough, the pandemic hit. You know, but hey, had my best year in sales basically every year since then. And it's just helping people understand video. I'm one of the one of those producers that won't say you need video for everything. I'm also one of those the producers that will say. You know, that's a great idea, but you can do it yourself. So I know I'm babbling here, but I always like to say I got my start in video because the first thing is I went to school at St. Cloud State to get into radio. And the, the uh, professor said, oh, everybody, if you're here to be in radio, get ready for a um, minimum wage career. <laughs> and so yeah. I immediately went across the hall and went into TV. And that's how I got into it.
0: Fantastic. Well, Todd, it's great to have you on. And one of the things that we get from our customers at BusyWeb all the time is, or when we're talking about video, is, you know, where where do I begin or what do I do? And, you know, what's a decent resolution? What can I expect? Right? And so I, I know that you offer a number of different video services. So if you were talking to a small business that wanted to either tell a story or to stand out from the crowd, which are probably you know, the easiest ways that are the biggest strengths of video. If you were talking to one of those small business owners, where would you start in the conversation on how to create
2: a compelling story in video? Sure. I, the first thing is number one, I always say, if you don't know this you're not ready for videos. You have to know your audience. Who is this video for? Because you can go out and create um, the most elaborate type of video with all the bells and whistles, but if you didn't know who your audience was and it doesn't hit the right people, it's going to flop. So that's first and foremost. And then the second thing is, okay, you, you know who your audience is, where is it going to live? I, you know, it's really important to know up front, is this going to be, you know, LinkedIn? Is it going to be, you know, TikTok? Is this going to be Instagram? Your website? You have to know all of those things because videos on each of those platforms tend to be tend to be different, whether it's content related or whether it's you know even you know if it's vertical or horizontal. So, you know, I, if you don't know your audience, then I say then let's let's hold off. Let's get that in order first because doing a video for a teenager in the Midwest, for example, is a lot different than say doing a video for a group of engineers at a you know medical manufacturing company. So you just have to make sure you know that. Perfect. Thank you.
1: So if somebody comes to you and says, I want to do a
2: video, where do you take them from there? All right. So yep, I start off. You know, what is your audience and who is your audience? Yep. Usually they've got it. Now, if you say everybody, I I, I say, okay, let's narrow that yeah. down. Let's make sure. Cause that's, that's not a, that is a, not an appropriate answer. Well, I, I want to pause on your narrative because I think you bring up a really
1: good point. Cause we, that's something that we get all the time too, is when we say, you know, who's your target market? People say, Oh, anybody. And unless you're a food lover warmth, you're, you are know you're not really you don't really have an everybody marketplace or the Beatles I guess mm-hmm. maybe yeah. Yeah. so why is that important to to, you excuse the pun dial that in
2: because okay let's just take for example let's just say you you put this video out there and your ultimate goal is to get new customers and you put it out there and it gets 10 million hits and you get zero new customers well, great. I mean, you're winning the internet, but you're not winning new customers. Whereas if you put it out there and you get 500 views, but you end up with 15 new customers, what's a better return for you? So it's, what are you trying to do that guides the, you know, how, you know, who are you doing this video for and how you do it guides how you bring in those viewers to become actual customers?
1: Great. Okay. Sorry. So you go, so yes, my target market is everybody. And then what, what is, what is the, what does your prospect say? Uh,
2: If they say that it's everybody, I usually say, okay, how do you message when you say everybody you tell, let's say it's, I know it's an engineering firm, for example, I I usually know the, you know, the industry that I'm talking to (laughs) right away. And I'll say things like, okay, so if you get a 15 year old girl in Montana to watch this, does that help your business? out and they usually say no and I just kind of start walking through you know how just having them come to grips with that okay I do need to to narrow this down I mean I've I've actually I've turned down a couple videos when I knew I was it was just wasn't going to work because if your audience is everybody I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be successful and you're not going to be happy with my work because you're going to get, you might get tons of views, for example, but it's mm-hmm. not going to do what you ultimately want it to do. So um, that's, I know that's probably not a, the most helpful answer, but I mean, everybody has a market. I mean, Nike has a, has a market, you know, they they're not trying to get my dad as a, as one of their Mm -hmm. one of their customers. So everybody's got who, I mean, I do, I do as well, you know, for example, I don't do weddings. You can call me for those, Mm -hmm. but I don't do those. So I will, but I can refer you to much much like meatloaf. You don't do that. Nope. Yep. I I would do, you know, anything, but I won't do that. Nope. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Amazing. So So, as you're talking through the, your client, they have their ideal audience mm -hmm the fact that video is such a visual medium and includes like 3D space you know with everybody being able to grab their phone and start shooting one of the things that really separates true professional video is the ability to tell a story so how do you walk your customers through the storytelling process like do you do you come with templated shot lists, or you know, encourage them to do a script, or what? What does that storytelling process look like?
2: Oh, absolutely! No, that, your storytelling is right now. I mean, the hottest way to to um, get people to watch your videos to get new customers. They don't want to be sold to. To answer your question about a templated way, not necessarily. I think that's where the professionals can okay. can come yeah. in. You know, you. I feel like. When people, when a producer calls you up and you want to talk video, you've got to start asking the right questions about, okay, what what is your video about? Uh, I'll use an example um, for testimonials. Those are, are big, big types right. of videos right now. Yeah. And my recommendation is, okay, you're bringing on, let's just say you're, you bring on your customer. Let's hear about them. You know, who are they? What do they do? What kind of company do they own? I give them 50 to 60% of the time up front to tell their story. And then the last 40% ish is them saying, okay, this is how that company helped me out. Mm -hmm. Uh, And to me that brings the viewer in because you're hearing a story and I can relate um, to that story. If they come in and just go company X helped me do this and this, and then company X did this and company X did that. It becomes a commercial. It might be, you know, I, I might think, oh, this is a relative or an owner of that company. But if you can establish somebody's, you know, just a, a relatable story behind it. So I, mm-hmm. I ask a lot of questions. That's to, to answer your question is, I'll, I'll answer your question with the questions. Mm-hmm. So, perfect. Well, are there different
1: kinds of videos that that, uh, that a lot of people are asking for right now? Like in our business, a lot of people say, well, I need a brochure website or I need a lead generator or I need an e-commerce site. So what are the kind of things that people are really making right now?
2: You know, you get a lot of different types of requests. I mean, testimonial is probably one of the first ones that I'm just getting a lot more of those coming in. I get a lot of the I want to show how my product or service works. You know, and and for something like that, when you say, you know, where's the story behind that, I want to take, okay, if you have, let's say you have um, some software that does some really fun things, I don't talk about the features, I talk about how does it make your life, your customer's life easier. So that's another one is just kind of explain They're, they're called explainer videos. I'm kind of over mm-hmm. that term because it's kind of an older term, but I will say still doing this, goes back to, you know, when did the company start using video, but training videos, those, that's probably one of the most popular uh, ways for me that ways to use video because you can use them obviously for training, but they're also great marketing videos. I mean, think about when people go to YouTube, what do they do? They, they, type in a, how do I you know, change the oil on my lawnmower, you know, that right. type of stuff. And that's a training video. You might not think about it, but a whole lot of what uh, YouTube is is training videos. And there it just happened the other day, well, towards the, in the end of the fall, bike chain broke on my bike. I don't know how to fix things. I'm the least mechanical person in the world. So I went to, went to the YouTube and typed in, you know, how do I change this? And found out, of course, I needed a a new chain. The video was from Trek. So where did I end up? I was at the Trek bike shop. That bike shop didn't even put that together, but Trek did. And drove me right to there. So that training video made me a customer of of theirs. So I would say that's, you know, behind testimonials, that's probably the second um, biggest type of video I get requests for. Um, And then the other one that, you know, just those social media ones, which that, you know, that's a broad term Mm-hmm. But, you know, just people wanting to put out content. I I, I use those, HubSpot <laughs> would be um, an example of loving those, just content-type videos. Mm-hmm. So that's, those are the, the top ones, testimonials, how to, you know, just showing off your product and social media.
1: So, okay, you, they get through that part of the process, and then there's and then like, okay, Todd, I'm, I'm going to have you do this, this this video. What all goes into actually
2: shooting a video? Right, that's, it's uh, not
1: just you it's not just you with a camera is it
2: no no i mean it, it's I'll, first and foremost i'm the producer so i'm not the one that's actually going out and doing the running the camera but i i'm you know i'm there it's it's a loaded question because there are some instances where you know it can just be one person going around like if it's an event and i have a shot list of who's you know what to shoot you could send somebody out and you, mm-hmm. you could do that in certain instances. But it's it's all about the planning. That's to me, you, you're right that you, you can't, it's not just sending somebody and going. You really need to know what you want to capture for the videos. Otherwise, it's kind of you you're doing this, you know, kind of buckshot approach, and it'll it always will come back that somebody will go, Hey, did you get this? No. I didn't, it's, we, we weren't planning it. So if you go through and plan it, um, it, you're right. It's there's, you know, there could be a producer. It could be as small as a producer and a videographer on site. Um, mm-hmm. I do prefer to go on location as opposed to studios because I think it create for, for corporate type videos. Cause I think it just creates a, a better environment, a more natural, more authentic environment. But yeah, I mean, it, it, depending on what you're doing, you, I, I just, um lined up a shoot to do we're all we're doing is getting a shot of a product well this product is a little bit larger than a, a jefferson bus and they wanted wow. it shot wanted it shot in a studio mm-hmm. and i mean so now we're talking you need a giant studio which you know that mm-hmm. costs costs money and it's not for lighting that's not just you know me helping out the videographer getting lights we were talking you know big heavy lights up and up in the ceiling so now we need at least two people to do that i mean just for safety reasons you need you know people mm-hmm. for that you know we needed um a camera assist person because the shot list was just so just to make sure we were capturing everything we needed so there was just all you know it, it it's I always say the the amount the the video costs go up with the amount of professionals you bring in. That's kind of how I when people ask, oh, what what makes the cost of a video go up?" And it's just usually it's the number of professionals you're, you're, you you're bringing in. So, yeah, that's that's um, kind of a roundabout answer, but hopefully I, I answered your question.
0: I love it. That's that's exactly what I think we're looking for because our listeners need to know what to expect, right? Mm-hmm. Let's go into some, some examples, if we could, you know, the, the thing bigger than a Jefferson bus is fascinating. Tell us about some of the challenges that you've had shooting over your career, like either, either some, some real, some real challenges well, like the or food. maybe some unexpected yeah. shots.
1: Yeah. You talked about being part of the food network. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you shoot, how do you shoot food?
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that, you uh, you know what, again, that one, I was pretty lucky because we would oftentimes have a food stylist um, on that shoot, but we were, um, Wait,
1: Whoa, 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 no, don't, you're not going to run by Aquanet
2: that and everything.
1: What is a food stylist there, and where can I send my resume? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that, you know what, a food stylist, if you can get that gig, that's probably the greatest gig you ever have. They're the ones that basically make the food so you can't eat it. They make it look really good. So, you know, let's say you, you know, what you think might be pudding might be have, you know, brown spray paint on it or something like that. So they're the ones oh, that, wow. you know, if you literally, I mean, I I still do a lot of food work. If you just take food and put it in front and you shoot it, it oftentimes does not look appetizing. Sure, yeah. So you do need to, but there, you know, there are tricks and, and things like that to, to make things look good. So yeah, Food Network, was well, that was a blast. It was a lot of fun. Got to meet a lot of, a lot of fun people. Got to ride in a car with Mario Andretti and That was, that was pretty cool. But some of the... I I, I have too, but that's why
1: I I drive when Dave and I go to lunch. (laughs)
2: Dave's
1: (laughs) terrifying to ride in a car with.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, challenges are often environmental. You know, I, I honest to goodness, swear there is somebody hired to run a leaf blower and follow me around (laughs) (laughs) and and wait right until we start the interview. Everything is just fine. And then bang, it, it. I mm-hmm. honest to goodness there, it happens. You know, I can be in the middle of nowhere and all of a sudden there's somebody blowing leaves somewhere. So it's <laughs> environmental, you know, if you're in an office, you're, you're rolling great and, you know, phones start ringing that, you know, that type of thing. So I always have to warn people, you know, if we're coming into the office and we have, you know, it's, we have to listen for audio, you know, that's mm-hmm. that. Uh, some people forget that audio is actually more important than the actual video you're seeing. If you think about it, I'll, I'll use that um, on YouTube, for example, I'm using mm-hmm. my same, um, how to change the oil in a lawnmower. I went to one done by a, a very popular brand and it was all use the, this brand's tool and this brand's oil, whatever. I, I skipped over that when I found some guy that shot one on his phone and he kept dropping his phone and, and whatnot, <laughs> yeah. but his information was better. And his mm-hmm. narrative was better. The audio was better. So that's the that's the video I used. If you use, I've done some really limited um, research and having like audiences watch a video that's got perfect audio and kind of suspect footage, and then that mm-hmm. same video with really good footage and then maybe the audio is overmodulated or something like that. And they always take the perfect audio over the perfect video. So that, that's right just on. my from what I've um, witnessed over the years. So that's another thing. I always just want to make sure your you know your audio is if you if you're recording sound like we're doing here, if your audio is not great, people are going to go, huh? Ah, and then mm-hmm. they are more than likely to click it off. So
0: it, it gets tiresome and I, I I love that you cued on Audio Because we all have these beautiful HD cameras Mm -hmm. in our hands that we make calls on and stuff. But the big difference between a great video, even at the amateur level, and a mediocre or a terrible video, seems to be how far away the person is from the camera when they're talking or if they have an external microphone. Mm -hmm. Do you have any tips or tricks for folks that want to capture good audio? Like what, what should they do? Like what's, what's table stakes for hardware if you want to have a good looking video, but also, and more importantly, as you said, a great sounding video. Sure. Are you talking if somebody wants to do it themselves or if they're hiring? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, I'm, I'm taking this as kind of a two twofer, Mm -hmm. right? So we're, we're talking to you as the expert on on what makes a good video from the producer standpoint, mm-hmm. but you know, of course, the entire undercurrent of this is, "Hey, dummy, you should probably go to the, go to an expert. You need to talk to Todd at Agile Video."
2: Sure, so, I, you know, as far as I am concerned, if you're doing a video on your own and you're using your phone, if you can, you know, mm-hmm. there, there's hundreds of just inexpensive. If you just have any kind of microphone. And you're you're putting out. It's going to be better than if you're you know just kind of you know holding it here and you and I talking. It's just going mm-hmm. to. Uh, so you know I don't. I'll freely admit as the producer, um, I am not a technical. You know, I, I don't sure. geek out over stuff. I just my my philosophy on gear and and equipment is I I'll bring on the people and it's the people using it. As opposed mm-hmm. to the product, because I think if you're good at what you do, you can make almost almost anything work. But you do need to have that microphone and and listening to it. You know, if you can have the microphone on and headphones, just to make sure if it's crisp in your headphones, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it, it's crisp. I
1: think the bar is actually pretty low when it comes to audio. I know Dave and I have both have the same mic, and you know, I paid I think a hundred dollars for mine. On right. the audio. On Amazon, right. and, and that was pre-pandemic, before everybody needed a microphone and everybody needed a right. camera. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, but it's it, it's not just that because even after you've you've done those things and you've storyboarded it, you've gone out to the client location, you've shot it. It doesn't. You don't just turn everything over. Mm-hmm. You you got to edit it. You've got to sound mix it. So what happens next in the process?
2: All right. So yeah, it's, that's my favorite part of the process is putting it together. And I do a lot of what I do are interview based type videos. Those are my favorite. I just love hearing, getting people's answers. I love taking what they've said and creating that story. And one of the challenges I put on myself all the time is if I can take that video and not use any voiceover to tie anything together, if I've done my job properly and answer and asking the right questions, Getting the right responses. If I don't have to use any voiceover, if I can just ha- take whatever somebody said and and string it together. So, um, for agile video, we do. Let's just say it's it's one of those interview type based videos. Um, I already have you know a, a, an outline of you know how I want the video to go. That can always change once I'm doing you know the interview. More than likely, something else comes out of it. Like oh that's that that's great. But what I'll do is I, I get all of my footage transcribed. So I've got, you know, what everybody said and it's on paper and it's, I use a, um, I use a service for that. And then I put the script together. I can, you know, by what they said, I, okay, I can put this together. It's just a puzzle. And it's, I absolutely love doing that. And, you know, once I get it to where I think it needs to be just on script, I I always start with just the content. I don't even put, you know, the visuals, um, on the the script. Yeah to start with cuz to me content is king that's the most important thing what do we have your message through so i'll send that off to the client sometimes they're really good at understanding it you know okay yeah that makes sense sometimes i send it to them and i always say let's have a phone call and we can walk through this and and that and that's usually what's needed because, you know, you see these words on a script, but it, it, it's just understanding what they mean. So I'll walk them through and go, you know, okay, person A said this and we're trying to get, you know, this is the narrative we're trying to get. This is the messaging we're trying to do. Oh, okay, I see that. I see that. And then, you know, it's always collaborative. I, I use the phrase, hey, I know video, but you know your customer. So, right. you know, it, it has to be a back and forth because I can think this sounds absolutely great. And look like, go, Todd, nobody cares about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I do, yeah. but I'm not. You know, I'm not that um, teenager in Montana that you're looking for. So, okay, absolutely. Um, sure. Collaborative effort. So, I always lock in the content first with a script, and then I go through and fill in the visuals. Whether it's you know taking little snap, you know taking you know still shots or or just video description of what's going to be shown. And mm-hmm. usually, I don't. I don't. I, I'll send it to the client, but they're, you know, they're they're going to just want to see it. That's more for for the editor. So that, that's kind of my process to get the script done. Then you know, edit. I'm not a huge um, guy in that. I and I don't believe in like. Here's just a rough cut that's all messy and does it make sense? Because more than likely, if, especially if it's a, a new person to video, you're not going to. Mm-hmm. They're going to say, "Well, this is really sloppy." This you is right. True. Yeah, yeah,
1: we do that <laughs> you know, well, we in our business too. Is, yeah. you know, our web development team, before the content's done, is they'll put in Latin for placeholders mm-hmm. and so that, you know, you can get an idea of where the content's going to go and what it's going to look like. And I would say nine times out of 10, if a client pushes and says, no, I want to see it, and you send them that it, it's called Lorem Ipsum,
2: yep. Mm-hmm. Yep,
1: nine times out of 10, what's their response, Dave?
0: What's this kid? What's why, why is all of my website content misspelled? This is
1: is a foreign language. I don't even speak that language. It's not a fully baked cake. Just understand that.
2: (laughs) I've been there. I, I thought that I was supposed to send off rough cuts and I have done that twice in my career. I, I just, you know what? Let's get it to a point. I like to send that first one off and you know what, if it's good enough and they like it, or if it's, you know, you can download it and let's go, you know, play it today. Mm -hmm. I I just, I want to make it as easy as possible for my customer. They're doing 300 other things. Video is, you know, they are probably told they needed to do it. They might not even want to. So, why make them keep going through through something they probably won't understand it and then what what ends up happening is i've failed them even though i might give them the best video they've ever seen that first experience of watching that rough cut is well, i really had to walk him through this you know Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's just my belief not every uh, video professional does it that way some of them feel like if you send that rough cut it saves the editor time because they're not covering, th- you know, basically the reason behind a rough cut is I'm just putting this together. So to see if it flows right, to see if the content's there, but it takes time to, you know, put all the B-roll and graphics and stuff in. So if something gets taken out, they just spent, you know, five minutes to two hours creating something to cover this. And then it gets, re- you know, then the client says, Oh, let's take that out. To me, that's just the cost of doing business. That's an, Oh, 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 wow. Well. well, sure. For the most part. No, I'm not going to ask somebody to build a 3D animation for, you know, a week's worth of work and, you know, and it put it in there and they, oh, no, we don't want that. Mm-hmm.
1: And to be clear, sometimes those things actually take weeks. Just yeah. because there are things available on the Internet doesn't mean it's what you want.
2: Right, right. exactly.
1: Or that you you have the authorization to use
2: it. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that's a great, great point though. I, I, I just still have to tell people that, that the Google search is not everything there. I, I'm not even going to say most things. I'm going to just say it. Everything's copyrighted on that. So mm-hmm. make sure yeah. you've got, make sure you've got rights to use it. Yeah. Otherwise you, and with the bots out there, man, that's, that stuff's being detected really mm-hmm. easy nowadays. Yeah.
1: I got really lucky at a point in my career where I, I when I first started out, I hired somebody in India to do graphic design work and, and I had a client that was based in a particular area of Minneapolis that was very unique. And so there was a the Hennepin Avenue Bridge was kind of the way you get to that neighborhood. So I sent him pictures of the bridge and I said, I really want this logo to look like the bridge he said, yeah, okay, great. And he did a whole bunch of things. And he came up with a really cool concept that I took to the client and sold it. And they loved it. Then about six, uh, six to nine months later, I got an email from a guy in Montreal who said, you know, you, you, you're using my, my, my licensing. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. So lo and behold, turns out the bridge that I thought was the Hennepin Avenue bridge was this guy's interpretation of a bridge in Pittsburgh. <laughs> that i had then resold something else and, and so oh, i went yeah. back to my graphic designer i said what the heck and he's like oh yeah no i just i found that on google search no that is, oh, that, is that, it, I, yeah. that was very very bad so fortunately everybody in everybody involved was cool about it the guy in montreal i i said you know here's how much money i got for the project you can have all of it if you give me the licensing and he said, "You know, that sounds cool." And thank, thank you for doing that. And I fessed up to the client. He still uses the logo to the day and it, this day, and it's still very cool. But nice, man. It, Google search is not your friend.
2: No, mm-hmm. no. I, you know, I'll use it for, you know, here, here's an example of, you know, an, something like this. I even usually put up in my script if I'm using, you know, if I if I pulled an image, something like this, not this one. You know, it's just to, mm-hmm. just to be, be clear, but yeah, you've got to be careful that in music, you know, you're uh, if you're asking for, for issues. If you start putting, if you're not using, if you're not paying for the music, I guess is the best way to put it. You know, there's, there are tons of royalty free platforms out there just mm-hmm. spend the 30 bucks to grab a tune and, and you're fine. Right. And
0: that that's worth the investment. And you really have to, and, and again, we're getting back to our common theme of, how to be professional Mm -hmm. in your video, right? So making sure that you own and procure your own audio, your own music. One thing that you talked about a couple of minutes ago that I want to come back to is animation. Mm -hmm. You know, all, all of the things that go into that. I mean, that's an entire art form all of itself. But if you're spending the time to create a video, I mean, for the most part, professional video is probably less expensive than you think if you haven't talked about it for a while, mm-hmm. especially when you think about what you get for it. But it's also still an investment, and so people that are thinking, "Well, all I need is a phone, and I can go to town. I can, I can get uh, Canva, and I can, you know, grab a whole bunch of stuff off a Google image search, and you know, go to town." That's that's not how to work it. So mm. that's that's. Amazing. So, no, I, I'll,
2: I'll, yeah, it's it's all in the planning. I, I yeah. I'd like to use one example of um, if you plan it, you can do you can do video and relatively inexpensive. So I'll use an example. I won't give the name. It wasn't. It was. I was at another company, and we were working with a retailer, and they were doing content videos. And mm-hmm. uh, I'll just say it. It was you know a kind of a, a wine shop type place, wine and, and liquor store. And we had to shoot in the morning before anybody got there. So we started at five in the morning, had to be finished about 10. Setup time, you know, people don't think about this, but oftentimes it's a good hour, hour and a half to set up lights and microphones and and things like that. So you take away another hour. So now we've got about four hours, three and a half hours, and we banged out 22 videos Wow! in that amount of time. Yeah. It was all because of the planning and the subject matter experts we had ready to go i mean it was literally an assembly line all right here's you know here's a video on this type of wine okay here's a video on how to make a margarita okay you know and some of them were those like top down or just really quick music type stuff but all very effective type videos well
1: i think i think just what you described Todd is is a really good distinction because all those people the lighting people the sound people the camera people the producer all of whom are there and they're not getting paid by when the 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 red light goes on they're getting paid by the hour and in Mm -hmm. order to do all that you really in order to be effective use of your time that's where video production and a producer comes in so you can say okay for four hours here's down to the minute what everybody's Mm going to do so we can we can really maximize out everything you
2: get right nothing drives me crazy more than being on a set and Sitting there, and go okay. Well, what what's next? What do we do? Mm-hmm. And burning uh, hours. Yeah, I'll freely admit I had one client that, and they've done a lot of videos. They're a pretty big company, and it's you know, the day before the shoot, and I'm saying we don't have any scripts. We've got you know, people have to have lines, and so oh, we we're, we're we write the scripts when we get on set. No, my this yeah. big, yeah. and, uh-huh. and I think we got about a third of the content that we were had hoped on that day. Then we had to go into another shoot day. Actually two more shoot days instead of one. We we could have done in one if we would have just planned it. It ended up being three. So.
1: Well, I think the $64,000 question to all of this, and which I guess is a dated reference that for three middle-aged guys makes sense. But (laughs) uh, somebody under 30 asked me like, well, what do you mean it costs $64,000? Like, no, that's not what I mean. How much does really good produced video cost?
2: All right, so if you would have asked me about five years ago, five to 10 years ago, they had this formula out there that it was, oh, it's about $1,000 to $1,500 per finished minute. That's, you know, if you want to use that, go ahead. It's not very accurate. Uh, For example, I I just talked to um, a client. They want to do 100 videos in 100 days, right? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm came up with a game plan and literally we can get that to probably about 500 bucks per video. However, it's all in the efficiencies. It's all in the complicated, I mean, not like the, the edits aren't very complicated. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can get a video for 500 bucks. Now, if you're only shooting one, probably not, you know, that, that, you know, you got to think about it. A video production company, they'll charge you for a, usually a full day or a half day. And the reason they don't do by the hour is if you book two hours, that means you're the rest of the morning that you, you can't book that. So. Right. It's shot because you got to load up the car. You got to go yep. out to location. You got to exactly. unload, set the lights. yeah, Exactly. So that's why I always say, look, if you want us to come out new video, usually somebody will call me and say, I want to do you know this training video, for example. Well, I always say, okay, that's great. What else? What else do you have your frequently asked? What are your frequently asked questions? Can we get yeah. content for those? Because, you know, you, you're not, you're paying me for my time and you're not paying me by by the video, so to speak. So if I can get, you know, the main video plus four or five more in a half day shoot, which is usually about five hours, that's what helped during the, I'll, I'll get to, I'll answer your question here in a second about the actual cost. Oh, wow, this is perfect. Yeah, right, Keep going. Yeah, keep rolling. Some of my clients, that's what saved them for video content during the pandemic was we had planned. we have this mm-hmm. we have video in the hopper. so we I, I didn't do any video shoots. I think it was about nine months. I think I was I wasn't allowed, but I had mm-hmm. my biggest year that year because we had all of we had tons of content ready to go and you know plus adding in you know the motion graphics and stuff like that where we didn't need to go out and shoot. so, Usually on the money side of things, usually I'll start off a client. This is just for me. Not everybody, you know, not every video production company is the same. I usually start off with, you know, if you've got a budget of 5,000, you know, you're, you're well within the game, 2,500. We can talk, you know, that, that might be, you know, might be, you know, worth, worth doing it. But I always say, call somebody. And if they don't, you know, if they can't do it for whatever your budget is, a good producer will have a, you know, have either, they'll either give you the reality check. uh, Mm -hmm. That's not going to happen. Or you know what? I can't do it for that, but I've got a referral for you. So I'll I'll send them this way. So that's, you know, if you've got 5,000 to start, you know, you're, you're going to end up with a really nice video and I'm talking, that'll be about 60 seconds with some motion graphics, maybe some really nice animation, or uh, maybe, maybe even a little bit of 3d in there. That's mm-hmm. all not, not stock footage. Mm-hmm. I think people now in today's world recognize stock footage and get that. It's not quite as authentic as, you know, if we're going to your company and shooting it, I'll get people like, like CPA firms. Well, oh, what are you going to shoot here? Oh, we, we've got, we we've, you know, we can use graphics and things like that, but we want to see you. We don't want to see, you know, the right, the old static handshake. You know, the uh,
1: <laughs> and, and that's a, that's often a sticking point because people say, oh, well, I, I, don't, I don't want to be in the video. I, mm-hmm. I I don't look good today. And it's like, it doesn't matter. What people want to see is the people we're going to, they're going to be dealing with.
2: Right. I, I absolutely love it. I have yet in my 25 years or whatever, I've been doing this, I've had a lot of people say, Oh, I'm no good. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna be able to do this. What I'm most proud of is I usually can make anybody talk. It's you, it's I want you to forget that the lights and camera are here and you are just having a conversation. And you know what? If you have an ah or an um or you stumble a little bit, don't worry about it. That's what would happen if you were if somebody came up to you at a networking event or you're at a family gathering and asking what you do, mm-hmm. you're probably not gonna have the smoothest answer. That's fine. You know, it just just go with it. And if that to me, that shows that it was more authentic. You weren't reading a cue card, you know, that you weren't reading a script. So I like making people feel comfortable in front of the camera. You know what? You very rarely have to get it all in one shot. You know, we can, and you know, nowadays we'll have one videographer and two cameras set up, so that's makes it even, you know, even easier for you. Right. What are some uh, of the. You
0: mentioned a couple of times the, the animation stuff. How, mm-hmm. What's the process like if you, if you are going to do like motion graphics and animation? Is it like somebody else that you work with or do you do that in house? Or right. if, if we were a small
2: business, what, who would we talk to? All right. So you talk to me. Um, mm-hmm. That's part of my business. So right. The way I'm set up, uh, one of the things I learned over those years of learning from all the other places I've worked is when you have people on staff that cost money. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I have worked for 25 years and built up relationships with, you know, I've got 30 animators, 25 videographers, mm-hmm. you know, hundreds of editors I can work with. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can bring in the right person for that job. So animation, you know, to me is, again, all finding out, okay, who's your audience and what kind of style do they like? You know, of younger kids, is there a video game style that, you know, would look good? And the nice thing about animation is, much like video too, but the costs have come down a little bit because there are, you know, templates for characters and, and mm-hmm. scenes and things that, you know, look really great that you can use. And I mean, let's face it, if you wanted to rebuild a character every time, that's going to make animation completely out of the right so, unless you're you know doing a Super Bowl ad you're not you know people aren't going to have the budget for that so through a lot of just templates and things like that we can create some just great animations for about the same cost as as video cool
1: when somebody's thinking about hiring I, I think in, in any business there's a spectrum of really good and expensive down to really bad and really cheap mm-hmm. so what are some things that people should think about when they're looking to hire out a video project.
2: I think the first thing if somebody, if somebody, if, if you call somebody up, look and you say, had hey, like, I'm looking for video, if they don't ask a lot of questions, I think either they're inexperienced or you're going to get a formula and it's going to be the same. They just, they've always done the same video over. So they don't need to ask a lot of questions if they don't, honestly, if they don't ask the question within the first three minutes, who is your audience? I'd be a little worried about it. To me, what's going to determine the cost is just how many people are going to be involved. And, you know, agencies will bring in a lot of people. And oftentimes, that's what you just, you have to. You, that's what what's needed. You can get to, I call myself kind of that, you know, medium-sized production company. Now, granted, <laughs> there's only one of me in the company, but I do have a large group of people I work with Mm-hmm. You know, and we tend to be a little more lean, so we try to we try to keep the cost down, but not necessarily the the cheapest on the planet. You know, uh, there's also if the you know kids coming out. I mean, <laughs> your kids doing zone um zone um blogs on Generally, hot sauce yes. and things like that. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, you me. know kids coming up now. They know how to run cameras and things like that. So I mean, you, technically, there's some that you can do in house. It's all depends on how you want your um viewer to see it. Do you want that to become across? Is it really professional or is it use an example of when a phone is appropriate. Let's just say there's a you're celebrating somebody's fiftieth you know work anniversary or something, and you're having a little party. There's nothing wrong with walking around and you know getting you know, getting your phone shot and, and and putting that on Facebook. people like that kind of stuff, just a little little content or a spur of the moment type type thing. But if you're really trying to get a very precise, specific message or, you know, on training, sometimes it's, you have to do A to get to B to get to C. And if you aren't, you know, if you're not right, you know, there should be a safety issue. So those are the types of things where if it needs to be, if it's in front of a big audience, I always say it might need to be a professional piece. But you know, if it's just something you're showing off for social media that you know you're, you're kind of you're patting your your company on the back, yeah, go ahead, grab a phone. You can do mm-hmm. it. You know, TikTok's perfect for that. That's what I mean. That's what that's in, was invented for. If it's sure. you know still around when this when this airs, yeah, we'll see if it hasn't been illegalized. Right? Ex- illegalized? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Todd, thank you so much for all all the the time you spent with us today and all that the helpful hints. If somebody's looking for you and they want to talk about a project that they might want to have. First of all, you've been a great friend of the show, but also a busy web for a long time. So it's definitely worth reaching out to Todd if you've if got a video project. But how would you like people to find you?
2: Uh, you know, I'm on agile-video.com. You can look me up there. That's probably the easiest way easiest way to um, remember. You can reach out to me if you'd like to. I, I always tell people, you know, reach out if you just, you know, if you're even a video professional, I love talking shop. You know, if you are looking for you know, help. Hey, it's just a phone call or an email. We can uh, we can chat. And if I'm the right person, great. If not, I can either steer you in the right direction or t- tell you, well, nope, you're not going to get that that Super Bowl commercial for 75 bucks. I'll be honest. Right. Right. Awesome. <laughs> Which I've had that. <laughs>